You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. All right. We're back. All right. Welcome we back. We are back. Welcome back. Sorry. <laughs> technical difficulties. But that's how it goes when we go live. Yeah, and the minute we start talking about Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg, gone. Boom. They don't Listen, like us, man. Pyramids. That's clear. fucking pyramids right there. Just that alone happening. No pyramids. I'm not moving. Well, we were talking. Yeah. No, I was going to say, Rob, you uh, said that you're blaming Jake Paul for everything happening now, where it's just yes. like whoever. All we need is like Ariel Hawani versus fucking Red Okamoto. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, you gotta love it. Yeah. Likely Zuckerberg would win. <laughs> yeah, I feel I, I feel like Zuck would win just because he's been training. He's got that it's Zuck choke. <laughs> it's gonna be a Zuck choke. <laughs> Celebrity death match has become the combat sports world now. It's just whoever Marilyn Manson versus Charles Manson. <laughs> well, on that note, Jorge Masvidal and none other than Sean Strickland have invited both to come train with them. So my pick would be Zuckerberg, Masvidal, me, KO. Mm. clubbing no nah, i got mark man i think i think he's gonna be the one to submit this guy <laughs> Crazy th- things have happened. Transitioning to the next topic, we'll get to that one. That's going to be the biggest take uh, outside the cage story for months and months until it happens or whatever shit show occurs. Be I think your, your mic sounds different, David. 
I know Rudy he said you don't bake twice as fast until it happens, right? And I mean, what we've heard lately is with the kit and the gym, we got fucked up according to you know the training partner and partner. That's kind of pretty hardcore to say coming out of the DS camp and you know, stuff like that. Like it could be a fucking five for Jay Paul, right? Robin. Could be your your mic sounds a little weird, David. Audio. The audio issues tonight, bro. I know, but yeah, he could be a spy. He could be a spy. <laughs> Who's a spy? Everybody. Everybody's a spy. Mark yeah, Zuckerberg is a spy. Man, Mark Zuckerberg is a spy from some other fucking planet, bro. That dude's not human. Yeah, there's something to that. Yeah. Yep. He's an a- he's an alien, bro. I think he's an alien, bro. 100% taken he over. Looks like one. He's reptilian. Um, have you seen that video when he was talking, to, lying to Congress under oath, and his you could see the slits of his eyes? He's like, oh, shit, bro. Yeah. He reminds me of that. Have you all remember seeing that movie, uh, V? Yeah. He looks like one of those reptilian. He looks like one of those guys. Yeah, those, bro. Those, that, from that movie, V. Creepy. Cowboy mm-hmm. Stadium, Musk and Zuck, the fight we all wanted. We're going to get it. Dude, it, be, it has to be that. It has to be Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor three. Dude, yeah. that would just and and oh, John Jones yeah, versus Tyson Fury, bro. Imagine that would be like trillions of dollars made. <laughs> or Jones and Ganu. Either way, I'm cool with Jones. We could raise enough money to just solve world hunger, and you know, just everybody's a millionaire after that. Dude, if you just combine Zuck and Elon, they could help. They got money. <laughs> True. But, but why Why would they put in their own fucking money for a fight, bro? Then? Because Hell they don't no. have nothing else better to do with their money. <laughs> you know or what? They could, go to, they could hit up a slap series. That could be the main event of like the biggest uh-huh. slap series. Yeah, you know what? We could do that. I, I will. I will. I'm calling... Somebody out right now, power slap, you know, me versus Bill Gates. I will slap the living shit out of you. Bro, bring them on. You know, it'll be three three of the richest people on the planet in one yeah. night. Holy shit. Bro. It was Sell like, it. yeah. Print like it. The black hole would just like uh, collapse on itself. <laughs> and, you know, the universe would. Yeah, bro. Be done. Be done. I'm going to fire up that fucking CERN particle accelerator for the third fucking time on that night. Right. And I'm going to send Bill Gates to another dimension. <laughs> oh, you always said, Mark, we need, we need Mark to get his training for a slap series. I was telling him he could walk out with the fucking cane mask and like, who would he, what weight class would you be at, Mark? Heavyweight. Featherweight. Heavyweight. Nah, that's, featherweight, that's, bro. That's no longer super yeah, heavyweight. It's not heavyweight. But, but, nah, but Mark featherweight. Has to, Mark get, Mark's going to come out like Kane. It has to be vintage Kane. Yeah, and I want to see him come out to, you know, fighting featherweights. That way he slaps him across the He's room. He's got to have his, his uh, voice box oh, here. Yeah. I am Kane. <laughs> and you need to be dressed as Paul Bear, bro. No. Oh, my God. And have Sako on one hand. Oh, that'd be awesome. 
That's too classic. Yeah. But yeah, the Flop Series, they want the biggest, uh, baddest fights and the baddest, richest people in the world. Rudy just gave you the rundown of the fight card. Make it happen. Make it fucking I'm gonna, happen, I'm going to text JT Tilly right now and say, book Elon Musk. Yeah, and and, and uh, Mark Zuckerberg into slap uh, slap series either to his promotion slap fight championship or to power slap. Bro, either one, dude. If they went on power slap, I mean that at least that's a, a fair advantage. You know what I'm hey, saying? But you know what? Yeah, and Zuck's friends with Dana White, so. Yeah, I mean that that's but a lot more that's a lot more fair than an MMA match, dude. You know, you put up a guy who's never fought against somebody who's been training. It's not even a comparison, you know. But in Power Slap, yeah. now we're talking, bro. I think Elon, mm. I think Elon takes his fucking lunch, bro. <laughs> no, I, on the second thought, second thought about the venue. Remember last time, didn't Zuckerberg like rent out the uh, the Apex? So if they fought, it would be like an empty Cowboy Stadium, and it'd just be them too. Probably, right this, you know, bro. Imagine the acoustics. Hearing that fucking slap in the oh, Cowboy Stadium. Yeah, no, they would. Uh, no, in actual, you're like, oh, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what you, you would hear, Mark, out of Mark. Stop. If they decide to go full uh, uh, MMA fight, though, they could also just, like, bring the fucking Kumite uh, ramp in in the middle and just, like, let them go at it, too, right? Oh, dude. Yeah. I say we do, like, a, a American Gladiator, bro. Bring that show yeah. back and have them compete. That would be fucking cool, bro. Oh, dude. Have Gina Carano back. Mm. Oh, that version, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Look at all these wow. great ideas. Look at these fucking great ideas, bro. That's what they need to do, man. American Glad they need to bring back American Gladiators. They need to bring back the show Cops. I remember watching that shit all the time. It was hilarious. Dude, dude. Cops was my jam. We would watch that show after uh, America's Funniest Home Video. So many just you see how stupid people are, bro. Like obvious ridiculous then- shit. Like like, hey, did you just did you just throw that brick through the window? No, officer. Like, I got you on camera. I just saw you. Then why did you ask? And then they start running. Fucking crazy ass. Albuquerque episodes were the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. I was just going to say, the best ones Life are from, was from Albuquerque. Yeah. I mean, they do have, like, newer shows that do sort of the same thing. but like, Well, Live much- PD was a new show like that, but they got shut down real quick. Oh, there's way too many fucked up random people just doing, like, the weirdest shit ever nowadays. Like, it'd be incredible. If they were to just like have Albuquerque again, or even fuck anywhere, you know what I mean? Nowadays, doesn't matter where it's at. Bring back cops. Bring back American Gladiators. And um, what's another good show they could bring back? Fucking Fear Factor, dude. Oh yeah, with Joe Rogan. With Joe Rogan dude, again. Factor. Oh, they should have Bass Rubin on it at the new house. That would be cool too. But I'd like Joe Rogan, man. Yeah. Or George St. Pierre needs to do his own UFO show as far as things, the way they're playing out now. Oh, yeah. Bro. For sure. yeah. But that's for another show. We are talking about a fight that may not happen. That You never know. It's fucking Twilight Zone. But a fight that we know we're not going to see. We've seen him actually face off last week. 
John, Johnny Boy Jones and Francis Ngannou face-to-face at PFL, man. Like, uh, what do you guys take on that? Was Jones a little bit tipping on Fofo's a little bit thing? Jones was tipsy as hell, it looked like. What? Bro, Jones was, he was cornering somebody. He can't be tipsy. What are you talking about? He was cornering. He was he was cornering a fighter, dog. Someone? Yeah. That's John motherfucking Jones. Nah, he he wasn't tipsy, bro. He's <laughs> that dude just got. Bro, that was all fucking stage, man. He was just trying to get out of there, and they put this fucking scrub in front of him. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. And Gano, I, I'm not. I've never been impressed with Gano. I've always said it. He's just the hardest fucking hitter. He's the hardest hitter. Um, other than that. He doesn't really have any game, man. Um, John Jones would fuck him up. Very harsh take, and not. You're, I mean, shit. We're not going to see the fight. I mean, I don't know what that that meeting was about. I mean, of course, it's just to draw eyes to PFL. They had Jones into the same roof, and they probably thought something was going to break out. Like Jones would just, you know, cause a scene. But no, nah, it was. I mean, it was respectful. But like, I liked Francis's uh, coming. I mean, they both had some pretty good comebacks. But Francis telling him, you know, three years, man, like to come up. I mean, that's still strange, you know, that that happened. We had to wait that long for Jones to actually fucking make the move, you know. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, uh, I can't say that it's staged, but I think the PFL knows and, and knew what they were doing, you know. Obviously, they, they knew that John Jones yeah, was yeah. going to be there cornering a fighter, and they had to bring Francis Ngannou, obviously, because he's this big dude now with the PFL, so why not put them in front of each other and see what happens? But nothing was going to happen. No. We all know that. It was nothing dumb, was bro. Happen. It was dumb. It's, it's blowing smoke up your ass. It is. They're just you know, trying to get more people to talk about the, the event and what happened, and, Oh my God, John Jones was facing off with the gun. This is no, dumb, bro. No. I, I want to. I'm, I'm more interested in, in knowing, you know, what what are you gonna do with Ngano? Like, who's gonna fight him? Who's worthy to fight this dude? And is it gonna be entertaining, or is it just gonna be, you know, a fucking can, bro? Um, you guys, you bet the fucking farm on this dude, and the best mm. you can come up with is, you know, a, a face off at a fight that's, you know. It was just dumb, bro. The, the media was all hyped on it, and oh, it was a mm-hmm. fucking face off in Ganu Jones face off. That wasn't a fucking face off. It was just some shit talking, dude. And it was, it was, I don't know. It was dumb, man. It was dumb. Yeah, and then rumor has it though too, like you're saying, Rudy, about the MMA side of Ngannou. We know that he's going to take play, uh, take part in a boxing match. Pretty big names have been uh, discussed from Tyson Fury, uh, Joshua Wilder, but Eddie Hearn said I read an article that's. Uh, Francis's fight may, in fact, happen on that uh, Deontay Wilder and uh, Anthony Joshua fight. So as soon as that happens, you know, I, I guess that's going to happen before the end of the year. I don't know the date, but um, I guess that's very proper. I guess their timetable on Francis fighting in MMA, they said about a year. So fucking Stipe may emerge as that contender from now until then. Who knows? Maybe it's John Jones. But as long as Francis is fighting, I'm interested. And like you said, Rudy, that was just a face-off and it's about nothing and Facing off with the goat, and now closer we're going to see I've I said it before, man. I think the most interesting fight for Francis Ngannou would be against Deontay Wilder. I think Tyson Fury would just box him up and fuck him up. 
Well, you get a guy like Deontay Wilder, the bronze bomber, he's going to go in there and, and try to fucking throw some haymakers at this dude. They both would, you know what I mean? So that would be the biggest fight you know, ever, man, in my opinion. That would be an awesome fucking fight, dude, to see Nganu versus Deontay Wilder in a boxing ring. And I think we all, like fight fans, hardcore fans, old school fans, would just be happy with Francis coming back after making a shitload of money, of course, in boxing, and then fighting. I get, I don't know. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter who it's going to be. But hopefully it's like somebody that's a quality opponent. So yeah, it does matter, dude. It does matter, man. That's the thing. You know, they paid this dude so much money. It fucking matters who he fights. And I, I think the only real money fight is a boxing match, bro. Um, I mean, I honestly, who, who do you see? In a heavyweight MMA that can do anything to this guy, you know that's that's in PFL. That's yeah, for sure. exactly, bro. Yeah, I mean, all all the ones that they had, I mean, they got fucking pop. <laughs> so, yeah, true. Very you know, true. I I don't I don't see it. I don't see it happening, bro. It's just not. I don't see a fight that interests me, man. The only one that does interest me would be Deontay Wilder, man. That would be a fucking badass fight. Fuck yeah, bro. Well, from a guy we definitely want to see fight, of course, Francis and Garner, to a guy we thought was done fighting, and he just retires after a week. What the hell? Silva is back, ladies and gentlemen. That was back. a quick end retirement. Back, back from, back from what though? The dead. I mean, this guy, like, seriously, is there's. Obviously, something wrong with no, you. No, there's here. nothing wrong with him, bro. I mean. You got to remember, I've said it countless times on the show that these guys, this is how they feed their families, man. So who is yeah, it you know. for anybody to say, you know, that honestly, man, that should be a you know discussion his coaches should have with him. You know what I'm saying? If they really care about him. Um, and even, I don't know, dude, you can't just stop somebody from making money, man. No, yeah. but. There's other ways to do and, it, and then and there's the end of the fight game. And then there, you know, you the responsibility falls on the commissions too that are sanctioning these fights with these fighters that have been KO'd fucking eleven, twelve times in a row. You would think that they would protect the fighters, but they want to sell the fights um, and make money. It's I don't know, I man. It's, it's sad all around, bro. I mean, I don't want to see him fight anymore, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to say, hey, you can't feed your fucking family, bro. That's that's not my decision to make. Yeah, I mean, who does he? I mean, his opponent. I didn't even know he was fucking fighting until Rob said that he lost and retired. And then here we are; he's back and wants a rematch. But I guess that leaves uh, the option open for him and uh, Tyler King to fight in the Dana White slap series. <laughs> oh my god! Let's get that fight set up to uh, Ryan. If you're listening, JT. Let's get Tyler King and Bigfoot Silva in the fucking slap series. Do there it. You go. But yeah, it's kind of amazing though. That's just, uh, it's sad, like Rudy said, but still, that's all the guy knows how to do is fight. Mm-hmm. And I mean, geez, 12 KOs in a row is not going to stop you. I mean, there's, I think there's worse uh, record or fighters out there that have And, and you say record. there's other things to do. I mean, what do you want to do? Work at Walmart, bro? You, you imagine that guy being a greeter? Welcome, Walmart. <laughs> Welcome, Walmart. Like, you can barely understand what that dude says, fighting? dude. Wasn't Greg Hardy working at Walmart, or is that some fake skit that he did? He really was. 
He was working. You know who? You know what's funny, dude? Was uh, Tai Tuivasa? He's like a, a Domino's delivery driver, bro. Oh yeah, that's right. He does deliver pizzas in like Perth or something. Yeah, Matt. Imagine getting fucking Tai Tuivasa delivering your pizza. That'd be the coolest shit ever, bro. Imagine John Jones delivering your pizza or car. Oh, no. Hell no, man. I ain't eating that. <laughs> That's um, some extra toppings if you catch yeah, my drift. No, I'm, not, I'm not eating it, bro. I'm, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm covering that shit in gold and framing it yeah, on my wall. That's very necessary. Very, very necessary. Yeah. It's John Jones, bro. Right. He saves people with hot dog water. Well... Bigfoot Silva, he's back, better than ever, and it's better than ever. <laughs> but a fighter who's not better than ever and looking pretty—I don't know—non non ish uh, Alistair Overeem. Have you seen the latest photos of that man? Like, what is happening? It looks like when he fought Chuck. He looks small as hell. I think he looks sick. I'm Rudy. I don't know if you have. Sure. A picture no, I have a picture of him that I can post up here, he, but... Uh, he looks very I Well, right I mean, af- after his last K1 win, they took it away from him because he got popped with steroids, like, again, so... Oh, in glory, yeah. You know, so he's got to... Uh, he's got to stay clean, man, if he wants to fight again and make money for his family. Um, yeah. He's probably going to continue to get fucked up, you know, if he's not on the juice. Yeah, he sort of has to take it. Like, yeah, that's... Yeah. Kind of like the Undertaker, you had to have roids for breakfast in the end, right, Mark? I'm not gonna say anything like that because I don't know. <laughs> you know the Undertaker eat roids. <laughs> no, that yeah, was Brock Lesnar. <laughs> now the room is looking like a, a, a 55er, so it's pretty crazy. So I don't know what's happened. Sort of like the Gordon Ryan deal, you know what I mean? With mm. Shit like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens, bro. You know, these guys yeah. juice up and, yep. you know, they get big. They can't stay big forever. Yeah. Not like me. Yeah, not like Just kidding. <laughs> El, El Naturel, El Jefe. Mm. But, but did you guys see also there's a fucking, they started cloning Kamzats too. There's a second Kamzat. What is the fight oh in the or what? What uh, promotion does he fight in? The I second, the kiss, the the second Kamza, um, isn't that in uh, Brave? I'm not too sure. I just seen it, and I know they just they started cloning Kamza, so that's where he's been. Yeah, it's a, it's a Brave. Let me see here. I think I post, posted an article of that. So yeah, eventually every fighter is just going to be a Kamza. That's it. <laughs> They're gonna breed him for like war and just whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'll never forget him saying that. I kill you. I kill yeah. all of you. Like, whoa, shit, bro. Do you have a <laughs> bomb strapped on you? Like, what the fuck? That's some scary shit, dude. I, that was like my the first time I really seen him, and I was just like, bro, is this? That's kind of creepy, dude. That was creepy. And then he yeah, just and then he got yeah, and then he got annoying. Yeah, and we haven't. I mean, that's the thing, too. Well, on the topic, like, when do we even see Kamza, man? Like, I heard what was the fight that's supposed to have the Kamara Usman fight, right? I mean, he could fight Costa. I think Paulo Costa's got a fight book. I forget who he's fighting. 
There's a crazy wicked matchup with Sean Strickland that could happen. Because, um, I mean, the last time we seen Kamzat, he laid waste to Kevin Holland in like two minutes, right? That's his last fight. He was supposed to fucking fight Nate Diaz, but he might have killed Nate that night. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. I'm yeah, glad, I'm glad it, it went down the way it did. It was Nate and Ferguson, wasn't it? Yep, yep. That's how it ended up in a crazy. See, that's where shit's. Like I said, shit's been. Uh, hasn't been the same since. Uh, they part. They fired finished. up the CERN particle accelerator, dude, in like 2017, right? <laughs> I knew that's but, what you were gonna say. Yeah, but it's never gonna be the same. And I mean, every fighter is gonna be like Kamza. We're getting Zuck versus Musk. We're not getting Jones versus Ngannou. That's how twisted of a Twilight Zone alternate dimension where we can't get the best. The biggest fight we all want, we get Musk and Zuck. That's what we get. But, but to get to some real fight bookings, um, there was quite a few announced. Um, the UFC's officially announced that Mexican Independence Day, September 16th, I believe. Let's fucking day. go. I, I'm pretty sure it's in Vegas. I don't know where they're going to hold. I mean, they really do need it's, to Mexico, but I don't know how that's It's in Vegas. Yeah. It's not. They're not sure if it's going to be a fight night or a pay per view event. There's only three three fights booked so far on that card. If it's the one that I'm thinking that you're going to say, yeah, it's Alexa Grasso. Okay, uh, yeah. So there's only three. So there's only three fights on that card right now. Um, they're not sure what it's what it's going to be yet because you know they're just barely now putting in that uh, that card together. Well, I'll tell you one person they need to put on that card. John Jones. Fernando, Fernando Padilla. Oh, hell yeah. Him too. Fuck yeah, bro. And I guess if Yair just starches out uh, Volkanovski, then they could put him on there too, right? Why not? Yeah. That's a big if, David. That's a big if. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> when he starches. Oh, oh man. That's a fight. I, I love that fight. When he does and defends and becomes... The true champion. Hmm. Well, if yes. it's quick work, it'd be only right to get him in there on a quick turnaround against maybe the guy that wins the uh, the main event uh, this Saturday, which we'll get to in a bit and do our picks, predictions. But continuing with fight bookings, uh, recent as today, we were talking about Diego Lopez. Uh, he's fighting Gavin Tucker. And Diego Lopez, if you don't remember him, he's the guy that nearly took out Rudy's boy, Mosvar Evlovev many different times and that was probably his toughest fight of his career but Diego Lopez Gavin Tucker that's a dope featherweight match and it's taking place at the Nashville August 5th UFC fight night in Nashville going back to Tennessee but um there's also what's the other one I wanted to mention to Rob Font Song Yadong UFC 292 super mm. necessary Rob Font fights on the east coast and in Boston I'm pretty sure there's going to be a Tyler King sighting that night somewhere. UFC 292 in Boston, August 19th. They added the number eight font against uh, Song and uh, Dong Song. A very necessary fight, right? Uh, let's see. Secudo versus Chito at Boston. That's another one that's added to that card, and it's super necessary, too, because, yeah, they got uh, Henry's been, Henry wants to get back in there, right? That's going to be an interesting fight, honestly. That's going to be And it's supposed to be the, is that the same night as Aljo, right? The Aljo, uh, Sean O'Malley fight. I believe so. I believe so. 
and that's still like up in the air as if it is like indeed happening or not because there's still like some fuckery going on and I guess Aljo got a Lamborghini from Dana so that was oh, his gift be like here you go it's time to fight you know Mally right. in Boston right I don't know if you guys seen the, the post of his uh, Lamborghini though but you know what gave him a pretty legit 2023 Lamborghini Huracan I believe it's like an $800,000 car so Damn. But um, I think August or no, August 5th, uh, Verna Janadroba's out. Jessica Andrade will face Tatiana Suarez. That's on the UFC Nashville card. So that's some high-level uh, women's matchups being booked. That Nashville card's filling up. Um, let's see. Did they have Tucker Lutz? No. Kai Carfronts and Manal Cape is uh, official for, I think it's a fight night main event. Uh, UFC 293, or it's 293, sorry, September 9th. So Cara France is actually getting a pretty quick turnaround and after that kind of shitty chintz decision with Albazi, right? Mm. But yeah, and then also, the well, to cap it off with some boxing, as recent as today, we do have it official too. The man back here, Nella Alvarez, will also be fighting September 16th, Mexican Independence Day against Jamal Charlo. Finally, Rob, finally happening. Finally, man. Finally. Yeah. Sorry to, to switch um, what we were saying here, but when you, <clears throat> the Comdot double ganger is from Brave. Um, mm. It's a solo, solo Manov. Um, mm. He's the Comdot Chimiev uh, double ganger. I have that article uh, at the uh, at the website. Um, is he yeah, an it's asshole a, too? It's a, no. <laughs> he's from Ukraine. He's the uh, Omar... Omar Solomonov. Um, he uh, he fought at Brave CF seventy one. So, sorry, I just wanted to I just wanted to look at that and let you know that oh, no. uh, that's, every that's fighter cool. is going to be like that guy. Like they're all just going to look like Chimaev, like I said, and that guy is a Chimaev like clone for sure. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, the Canelo, the Canelo fight, man, I. I can't that's wait. A, that's a busy uh, Mexican Independence Day weekend. I mean, you got the big mm-hmm. card going up against Canelo. So, um, yeah, I, I had heard rumors about it that the UFC, even Dana, they, somebody had asked him a question in a presser where he unofficially leaked it and said they were going to do something. But I thought it may, in fact, be Mexico. But that's just not in the cards right now. And maybe mm-hmm. maybe in 2024 it's possible with the yeah. guy you're holding the belt, maybe still too. So, mm-hmm. but. But versus Blackfield. Yeah, that's a definitely legit fight right there too. Interim title that should be mm-hmm. announced. Probably, I think it is for that uh, you know, the September 16th card is what it's yeah. for. So that that's... card's stacking up. Hmm. Yeah, so somebody's got to go out there. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, the painted Blanchfield yeah. one is just. I don't know. Like, is Painted going to move on from Nunez mentally because you know, like. She's going to be wanting that rematch. She's going to keep talking about it, but she's never going to get the rematch with Amanda. You know what I mean? Like, Inez is retired, but we've seen this happen with fighters before where they got fixated on a rematch that they never got, and it, they never were the same. They just were shit after. So, like, she might be so fixated on the Nunez, and then she ends up getting completely destroyed by Blanchfield in that fight. The first contenders, too. I mean, yeah. Or, or Pena could saying, okay, now that she is gone, I want to be the new goat of the division. Mm. And that would probably put a fire that put a fire up her ass to, you know, 
And because then, like, of the then she loses like a thin, razor thin decision to Holly Holm. Whoa, first. whoa, whoa! <laughs> you can't just say she had a fire up her ass. Why not? It's, it's, it's super necessary. <laughs> but also to cap off the outside the cage news, of course, we're in the fight bookings portion. Um, we talked about it. We said it would happen. I said it was ha- it's going to happen. It's happening. Floyd Mayweather Jr. and John Gotti, October, the rematch. Mm, you serious? Yes, indeed. I got Gotti, bro. Gotti, I have Gotti. I will never pick against Gotti. What? No, but it was the most uh, Googled thing in the world, apparently, was that bullshit that happened with them. So. If it's exhibition, Floyd wins again. If it's under, you know, like under his pro record, it's going to be a draw. Bro, Mayweather is never going to fight for under his pro record. Never it's again. all pure exhibition bouts from here on out until he can't move. Yeah. So it's either he's going to win or he's going to draw, depending on who he fights. If he wants to continue fighting when he can't move, it's going to be a thump war. And it still won't be on his uh, pro record. Yeah, it won't be on his pro record. It's still <laughs> be an exhibition bout. Exhibition uh, slap fighting and uh, thumb fighting before it's yep. all said and done. Yeah, I agree. But but that ends the outside the cage news, fight bookings. Uh, there's Yeah, the UFC is booked out till September, October now. We have a lot of fights that don't matter, like John Gotti and Floyd Mayweather, Zuck, <laughs> and uh, Musk. Like, who knew that shit was going to erupt in the news? Connor's not fighting Chandler. Here we are. We're just dire making up history as we go along, right? Especially on this show. But we have UFC on ABC, returning ABC. Uh, it's uh, number five. The UFC going back to Jacksonville. Um, isn't that where, where they were during COVID, right? This is where Tony yep. Ferguson's got soul got taken, right? Yep. <laughs> it was Gaethje and uh, Ferguson with no crowd, which is still creepy, by the way. When those events were going on, those were just too weird. But, mm. but that's for another show. But we have 14 <laughs> MMA bouts, uh, starting with the fight poster. Rui Lara. It looks something like we've seen something like this before. I like but, it. It's not too bad. I like it, man. I yeah. do. I freaking dig it. Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, shoot, it's a, it's a six or seven. I gave it a seven. Yeah, this one's creative, man. I, I like the, uh, I like that it just has the fighters, and um, it's black and white, but like their tattoos kind of stand out with mm-hmm. the color. And yeah, man. I mean, this, this it pops, bro. It's not. It's not the best and it's not the worst, but mm-hmm. it's definitely a hundred times better than the shit that they've been doling out recently. So I'm, I'm going to give this one an eight. So same here, man. Giving it an eight. I agree. Mark, do you think uh, Shahid Khan will be in attendance for this show? Shaka Khan? Possibly, yeah. See? But they didn't do the Jacksonville Jaguars colors, which I'm disappointed on. There have been a 10. They used a little bit Boston. on there. They have a little bit of Jacksonville uh, colors in there. Miami Dolphins, what it is. There you go. Shaka Khan. Yeah. There you go. But, yeah, start, well, we have 14 fights. We can go through all of them. Or, Rudy, where do you want to start? Or I know you're not going to be pulling mm, we up. Got, we, we got 15 we, minutes. We could do them. We'll do them. Uh, let's let's just, let's just do, yeah, let's do the uh, the first one. Cody Brown is Sadiqris Dumas. 
I got, I got Brundage. I, I got Brundage. Short notice, and Sadiq, I don't trust either of these guys to win or lose. I, I'm going to pick it wrong. <laughs> I'm going to go for Cody Brundage. I mean, everything. every time I picked him, I think the topology, I've missed all of his fights, but I'm going to pick him here. Next one, Tatsuro Taita, Clayson Rodriguez. I'm going Tatsuro. Tatsuro, bro. Big Japanese prospect. Uh, yeah, and he's, he's gonna he's gonna submit this fool in the second round, man. Yeah, Rodriguez is a good he's a legit fighter. That's a, that's a fight of the night, possibly early right there with an early mm-hmm. finish or something. But Tyra is a prospect for Jap- Japanese fighters, and he's ranked number sixteen, so he's climbing that ladder to, to the top at twenty five. So some new yeah. contenders, we need them. And we got Jamal Emmers versus Jack Jenkins. Uh, Jamal Emmers is a minus 200 favorite, plus 170 underdog for Jack Jenkins. I'm going to go with the underdog here, bro. Jack. Jack's a destroyer with the leg kicks. Jamal Emmers is inconsistent, but I don't know. They both haven't really fought like top-notch you know, caliber fighters. Uh, they're a little far mm-hmm. out in rankings in the realm of relevancy, but I like Jack Jenkins. I think he will, in fact, climb that ladder. Didn't he bust up our boy Don Shanus, right, last time his fight? Mm-hmm. So he's uh he's they both got uh, KO power. Jenkins kind of has a little bit more of a mix of it all. Uh, Emmer's definitely has like a one shot kill though, but Jack Jenkins might be. And, yeah. and Jenkins is like he's hasn't lost in a while, bro. He's like on a six seven fight win streak. Um, Jamal Emmer's is, is really hit or miss. Yeah, I, I don't even know how Jack Jenkins is, is an underdog here, but whatever. Yeah, that's a money fight. Yeah, pick Jack Jenkins in that fight. Absolutely, that's a. That's my lost pick of the week right there, that one there. And then we got Trevor Peak versus Chepe Mariscal. Um, Trevor Peak is undefeated 8-0, minus 200 favorite going in against a plus 170 underdog, Chepe Mariscal. Um, I don't know, man. I think I think this is a bad matchup for Trevor Peak. Trevor Peak is a, a stand-up fighter. Chepe is a... Uh, yeah, man, he's, he's a ground guy, man. Um, he's a wrestler, elevation fight team. I I think this is a really bad matchup. I'm I'm gonna go with the underdog in this fight too. Chepe, yeah. I mean, I remember seeing fight uh, uh, Steve Garcia live. Right? I remember an LFA with mm-hmm. Chepe. It was start, sort of controversial too, the way the fight ended. I forget who the ref was, but uh, Trevor Peak he came out uh, guns blazing last time. He's got a lot of first round finishes, so I think if he does win the fight, it could be some crazy first round finish where Chepe just brings the fight too. I know that guy's style and yeah, him and Steve was a wild, wild fight until it ended. Um, I'm going to pick uh, Trevor Peak. I know Chepe is the underdog. It's a close fight though. It's a dog fight, both these guys. I got Chepe, bro. I got Peak. And then next up, we have uh, my favorite fighter, Nalga Zamulov uh, with a new haircut. You know, the Patty Piblet hairdo. Um, he stole the soul. And then we got Joshua Van. Uh, he's what he's like. He hasn't lost in a while. He's 7 1 0. Yeah, man. And he's actually the plus 150 underdog. Um, minus 175 favorite for Jamagulov. I, I think Jamagulov is due for a win. Um, you know, all, all pretty much the last two fights that he lost were decision fights. I don't think he lost the fight against Jeff Molina. Um, but yeah, man, I think he's due a win. I think, uh, well, Van's, I mean, he's a finisher. Like he's got all, he's like, what is he moving down a weight class? Isn't uh, Zuma Gulak coming down? 
Yeah. Or were all his fights at flight? Or, yeah, all his fights were bantamweight fights, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, see, so cha- the change of weight class, Josh Van finisher at flyweight. Uh, it's gonna, I don't know. He can't lose uh, Zumagula if he's cut, right? He's got like four losses in a row or something no, like that. No, he's, so he's, he's, he's on three losses right now. Yeah, and that haircut is bad luck. I'm going with uh, Josh Van. Me too. I'm going for Josh Van. Is he going to finish the fight? If he's, is he going to finish the fight? Probably not. I think it might go to a decision win. Well, next up, moving on the prelims, we have women's strawweight, mm. Julian Robertson. She asked for this fight. She gets it. Tabitha Ricci, been looking impressive lately, inside, I might say, and outside the cage. But Julian Robertson, uh, change of weight class, too. She's going to be bigger than most uh, women at this class, weight class. So uh, Tabitha Ricci hasn't fought, like, the best ladies just yet. And uh, this is a good matchup. I like it. It's 18 against 13. Uh, Ricci's just going to have to... Yeah, she's going to have a big reach disadvantage. She's a lot smaller. I don't know. I could see Jillian Robertson grind, grind her out for three rounds, and maybe Ricci, in fact, could steal the fight late in the fight, get a finish or something like that. I could see it happening. Yeah, yeah man. I got Jillian by submission. Who? Jillian. Yeah, she's a, a plus 100 favorite. I mean, underdog, minus 125 favorite for uh, Ricci. The, the odds are really close. Um I, I want to see them at Wayne's, man. You know, Tabitha Ricci, she's awesome, bro. You ever mm-hmm. she, she just that chick is so fit. I've seen like the way she trains; it's insane, dude. It's insane. But Jillian Robertson's no slouch, man. Um, definitely, uh, definitely a live underdog. I don't know, man, if I would bet against her in this fight. You know, she's gonna be bigger, like you said, a lot bigger. That's gonna that's gonna play a huge factor in this fight. Um, I don't know, man. I, I want to pick Ricci by decision, but I have a bad feeling, man. It's a bad matchup for her against a bigger, stronger girl. Um, yeah, not looking good for her. So I may switch my pick to Robertson. I just want to see that weigh in. Yeah, same here. Yeah, some close odds on some fights where you know this may be a card to you to make some money because. Yeah, they're, I don't know. Robertson as an underdog? Eh, we shall see. But, Rudy, you're right. The weigh-ins, we'll, we'll go from there. But the next fight on the card, still on the prelims, of course, uh, men's uh, uh, lightweight, Mateos Rebecki against Loic Radzabov. And Rebecki just goes in there to car crash, and then he's just down <laughs> to throw down from the minute the fight starts. And he hasn't lost in a while. And I guess this probably is like a low-key fight of the night, right? It could be. Yeah, right? for, for sure, dude, for sure. Rebecca KO round three. Yeah, it's minus one twenty five favorite for Rebecca, plus one hundred five underdog for Rajabov. It's it's really close fight. Um, I mean, this is a pick 'em fight, but I'm picking Rebecca. Yeah, because Rajabov came from PFL and had some good wins in PFL. Rebecca, I mean, yeah, I don't know. He hasn't fought like a lot of the top dudes, but I mean, it's fifty five. You know what I mean? From ranking number forty and and up, it's all loaded with killers. So. He's trying to climb up. He's got a great record, so I just have a feeling he wins some crazy fucking finish, and this fight is sleeper fight of the night for sure. And moving on, on the prelims, wow. Well, we get to see Randy Brown. Well, okay, so they do have the well, – I'm looking at Tapology. So it's got Randy Brown, Wellington Terman, and then Neil Magny, Philip Rowe. Is that correct, Rudy? Are you looking at – Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. 
So Randy Brown, last time we seen him out there, what happened to Randy Brown? He ran into the buzz. He got starched. He ran into the GOAT, Jack Della Maddalena, and talked a lot of shit, and Jack went in there and ran through him. Like We haven't really seen anybody do that to Randy Brown, but Wellington Terman, I, I can never pick this guy's fights right. I mean, I know I'm going to get it wrong. I'm fucking, I'm going Randy Brown submission, like late in the fight. Yeah, I think Wellington's coming down in weight. You know, he's fighting 185, and he's coming down. Anyway, minus 250 favorite for Randy Brown. Wellington Terman's a plus 205 underdog. Um, yeah, man, I, I want to see him at, at weigh-ins. I want to see what these guys look like. Uh, my pick right now is definitely Randy Brown. But, again, that could change at weigh-ins. I want to see how much bigger Wellington Terman is. Uh, right now, right now, my decision is Terman. And it's going to be my decision. But I'm waiting for tomorrow morning. What did uh, Sadiq Yusuf say in his uh, uh, quick breakdown? He said, Wellington Thurman. Sounds like a guy that should be a civil rights leader, but oh, he's not a black man. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, therefore, Randy Brown. But yeah, Randy Brown's usually pretty huge at 170. I think he cuts like 30 pounds just to get to 170. Yep. Kind of like the next guy, uh, both these guys cut a lot of weight. They're both pretty huge. Magny's fighting like his younger self here against Philip Rowe, right? Philip Rowe's fucking dangerous, man. Like Neil Magny is what, the winningest welterweight of all time, right? Yeah, I think I yeah. I mean he yeah, you don't get that record he didn't get that record by fighting anybody that's a slouch. He's been around for a long time too. He fought all the killers, he's trying to deny an up and coming killer basically what this fight is, but I like Philip Rowe, man. I have a feeling he could pull it out as long as he has the cardio. Same here, Magnum man. always got the cardio. You know what I mean? So it's a fight where he can be, make a big statement. But getting a win over Magny, I'm going to pick Philip Rowe. Yeah, minus 150 favorite for Magny, plus 120 underdog for Philip Rowe. I'm going with the underdog, Philip Rowe. I mean, this dude's just riding a, a three-fight win streak. Office of Killers, Ryan Koshy, Jason Witt, Nico Price, all finishes. Um... Neil Magny, you know, his last one was a dark choke against Daniel Rodriguez. And before that, about a year ago, against Max Griffin, a split, a split decision, and Jeff Neal beat a decision. So, usually wins fights by decision. Um, I don't see this fight going to decision. Philip Rose got yeah, some but, fucking hands, bro. Yeah, and Neil Magny's win, the is like a, it's one of those win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. It's like, I don't He's know. a gifter. That's what you yeah. call a Gicta. Mm. Yeah, he's the number one Gicta of all time. But, uh, but yeah, Philip Rowe, that fight that he had uh, that last time with Nico Price, I think he got hurt early, uh, was able to storm back. So he's, he's got the cardio. He definitely will need it. But Neil Magny will fuck up your parlay and your picks. So may, in fact, want to pick Neil Magny, but I'm going Rowe. And uh, moving on to the main card, this is the official first fight on the main card. Brandon Allen, Bruno Silva, mm. I guess starting this fight, this uh, main card out proper. Both action fighters. Brandon Allen goes for the kill. Bruno Silva, who was his last fight, Rudy? Was it against, um, what's his face? Um, against Knocked Brad Tavares. Tavares. Knocked Brad Tavares out in the first round, so that's impressive. But uh, Brandon Allen's another Gicta, and I can't pick this guy's fights right to save my life as well, but I'm pretty sure what Allen should be the favorite, right, Rudy? Yeah, he's a slight favorite, minus 165 favorite, uh, plus 140 underdog for Bruno Silva. Um, Brandon's riding a four-fight win streak. 
Bruno. I think that's all the way he gets it done by knocking his fool out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, (laughs) Brandon Allen's when he's hot, but like Tommy D would say, he's due, but he might be due for a loss on this side, you know. So yeah, (sighs) Brandon Brandon Allen's dangerous on the ground. He gets the fight to the ground, it's probably over. But but, uh, next fight doesn't make a whole lot of sense, like where it's placed on the card. I know David Onama had that war with what Nate Landwehr. He's been on a layoff since then and very proper. Took a lot of damage. Um, Gabe Santos. Where did Gabe Santos fight before? LFA. Okay, he's the champ. He was the champ. Yeah, and then he fought Lerone Murphy uh, and lost via split decision. A close fight. Very close fight with Murphy. Yeah. Uh, What are the odds? Because I think I have Santos locked in on topology, but it's a a close fight. He's a minus 240 favorite, dude. Gabriel Santos against David Onama, plus 190 underdog. Um yeah, Gabriel Santos by decision, bro. Yeah, I'm going with Onama, dude. I think Onama's gonna he's gonna put this kid out. He will look Santos. for that, like that finish early too. Onama's gonna look for that big finish early, but I feel like Santos is gonna be technical and just control him for the whole fight. Yeah, coming off the layoff too, but yeah, that's uh, I don't know. The rankings is very strange. Uh, this fight got booked, but yeah, David Onama. Yeah, hopefully the time off served him well. Took a lot of damage. But next fight up, I really don't understand this card or fight on the main card, but it is heavyweight. And all I can say is Justin Taffa. He's always angry. He's mean looking. And he KOs Austin Lane in the first round. That's my favorite. Yeah, I agree. Man. Yeah, Austin Lane, um, that dude's been on a, quite the streak. But, yeah, man, he's going to go in there and try to stand and bang with with Taffa, man. Uh Crazy thing is, he's he's six six six. Justin Top is six foot. This is going to be a huge, you know, size advantage for for Austin Lane. But you know, with that advantage, I, I think he's going to come in with a little inexperience and try to rush this dude. And that's a bad thing to do with fucking Justin Top, man. He's going to go in and, and just he's going to club him, dude. Lights out, and club his ass. Austin Lane's got nearly all of his victories in his entire career first round KOs so let's put that out there but I think he, I don't know man like like he said he lost to Greg Hardy like on the contender series with Greg Hardy so he came back and he's had like the, the tough path to the UFC so I think he's no, he knows he's got to get in there and uh, you know what it takes to be a UFC heavyweight and not jump the gun go guns blazing we've seen that what's that guy very similar record to all knockouts first round. He got smoked a couple weeks back. Heavyweight guy, I forget his name. So yeah, but wins over Juan Adams, uh, Richard Jacoby recently with ground and pound. Austin Lane's dangerous. I forgot about the size disadvantage. So uh, somebody's getting fucking finished. But I'm gonna stick. Yeah, it this is this is a car car crash, bro. Fucking car crash. Yeah. Very necessary where it's at. But it could probably kick off the main car too instead of. Uh, you know, right under the co-main, but it's okay. That's it will deliver. So, co-main event, uh, we do have women's flyweight Amanda Hebus, Macy Barber, super necessary fight. Uh, Rebus number nine, Barber's number eleven, and they're both on coming off wins. Yeah, the uh, plus minus one seventy five favorite for Amanda Rebus, plus one forty five underdog for Macy Barber. 
I, I don't see how, bro. I mean, Macy Barber's been on a on a win streak, four fight win streak. Amanda Rivas, uh, she recently beat Vivian Arajo, and she lost to Caitlin Chikagian. She beat Vina Jandy Roba, and she lost to Marina Rodriguez. So it looks like she has a problem with women that are bigger than her. <laughs> and it looks like, you know, Macy Barber is going to be bigger than her. Um, may not have the same length advantage that uh, Rivas has, but I don't know, man. I yeah, think Bar- but- Macy Barber is going to take her down to the ground and, and hold her there. Yeah, Barbara's just she's just strong, bro. She's she's like a little pit bull, and she's gonna be in there and fight like a pit bull and take Amanda down and, and just ground and pound, bro. I think uh, Barbara's gonna K- KO or TKO her uh, probably in the the third round, man. Because Amanda <laughs> does have good cardio; she has good cardio, right? But I don't know, dude. I think Macy's got her number. I, I really do. Yeah. Now, Hibas fights angry, too. So, she's, like, in that yeah. mode, like, Mackenzie Dern, when she turns it on. Uh, she's so not, so not such a nice, well-spoken lady, too. She, her English is great for being Brazilian, you know what I mean? But uh, she, has, she just turns that switch, and she gets in the cage. Um, kind of leaves her chin out there a little bit. So, Barber, I think she possibly could capture her, her club and sub type deal. If I see Barber, or I'm picking her Amanda Hibas. I could see that scenario playing out, but angry Hebus for the win. That's my pick. Well, and then Grievous did say that if she does win this fight in in an amazing fashion, uh, it's a title shot for her. Yeah, because there's most of the other contenders have already fought the champion, so it, mm-hmm. she was always on the cusp. She just got that one fight, a uh, short who beat her, who knocked her out, right? To only uh, loss in the UFC, wasn't it? Or Marina Rodriguez, I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Chikagian is one of the best. She took Chikagian to a close fight, close decision. So she has fought the better ladies than Macy Barber, and that's why I think that's the difference in the fight is experience. She's angry. Hopefully she's angry. And, yeah, when she fights like that, doesn't leave her chin out. Usually she's on the winning side, you know. So. But speaking of leaving his chin out, no, I'm just kidding. Josh Emmett versus Ilya Taporia. A super necessary fight. Josh Emmett wanted to get back on the horse, and he's never been thrown a bone by the UFC. He's always fighting killers, and he's fighting the up-and-coming undefeated killer in himself, Ilya Taporia. Rudy's second favorite fighter behind John Jones, right? Yeah, bro. I mean, I, I'm high on this kid, bro. 13-0, uh, and 0, minus 335 favorite. Plus two fifty underdog for Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett's no slouch, but yeah, man, I, I don't think there's a lot of fighters that got anything on Ilya Taporia, man. Um, I, I think this dude's gonna just—he's gonna run through Emmett and make make it look easy. Bro, El Matador is gonna come in and fucking starch Emmett, knock him out, third round. Could be yeah, second, yeah. could be second, but I'm gonna call it in the third round. Taporia's. He's a fucking monster, man. Yeah, I don't know if it sees the judges. I agree with you guys. Um, Josh Emmett, though, like he's a little bit older in age. Like he has some crazy statistics, too, just in the UFC. Like he's almost never really taken down. I think when the Iyer took him down, that was like the only time he's ever spent on his back. And, uh, mm-hmm. Tepori, I think, will probably mix it up. Taporia can can hold his own on the feet. And uh, he's just like uh, – I don't know. He's on the come up. Uh, he's very well-rounded. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he yeah, doesn't bro. Deep fight. If you remember, remember what he did to, to Ryan Hall? Everyone thought Ryan Hall was just going to 
fucking take his lunch and he fucked him up. He kicked him off anytime he tried to go for a take Nope. Seeing like the only Ryan time. Hall, Ryan Hall, Ryan Hall, Ryan Hall is like another fucking Gracie dude. Oh yeah. god. He's bad. No. He's white Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess like uh to springboard to Poria to the title talks, this is the fight that he needed. And uh, apparently, you know, Josh Emmett's just the man, you know, you gotta get through it. Um yeah, he, I think he's pretty uh, sour on the loss to Yair's. I heard some pre-fight interviews with him that he wants to bounce back and make a statement and shit, even in a guy that's Deporia that's right there. Eventually, they were going to fight, but this might be the best time to fight him, but at the same time, the worst, because Deporia is at his best, and if he does, in fact, get that Volkanovski fight later down the road, he may, in fact, catch Volk at the right time, too, because um, Deporia is way ahead of the game and uh, one of the top guys, will be one of the top guys at um, 145 for a while. My pick is Ilya Teporia, submission, third round. Mark. <clears throat> well, I ain't telling it yet because I don't know who I'm picking. Mm, close. I'm, I'm the somewhat leaning towards Emmett because he's got, you know, he's got a chin, he's got heart, but Teporia is a dangerous motherfucker. I only pick Emmett just to put throw some money on just for shits and giggles, but Deporia is probably going to go in there and it's not going to be pretty. It's going to take a little bit, though. It's not going to happen quick. It's going to take at least third round, fourth round, probably. Emmett's got a chin. He can take a punch. He can take some hits. So. That first round is everything in this fight, though, for sure. I don't, you know, judges not needed. Hopefully not, but um, <laughs> very high stakes going down in Jacksonville. So, Deporia is proper. He's the the favorite. Uh, you know, the odds makers know what's going on with this killer, and he's hungry, mm-hmm. man. He's already in talks to fighting the Yairs, the Volkanovskis uh, of the world. So, hopefully, he's not overlooking Josh Emmett because Josh is a straight animal too. So, coming off, you know, possibly being the title and uh, you know having the ball in his court. You know, with Volkanovski, that fight, I don't know how that fight would have been, but Josh Emmett's a little bit older, man. The young gun, Teporia, takes care of business in Jacksonville, right? And don't forget, this card is going to start super early. Super early. How how super early? Like breakfast early. Like breakfast, like 9.30 in the morning for me. Yeah. So 12.30, wait, prelims or main card? Prelims. So it's gonna start out lunchtime for me. Jesus Christ! So that's all right. Pack your, lunch. pack your lunch now, there, Mark. It's fight time, <laughs> baby, on Saturday. I got TFL and Unified tomorrow. Romero's about to get the biggest win of his career against mm. Obe Messier, and yeah. my house Guthrie is about to bring that belt home. Yeah, and the TFL start. Is it a regular start time for them tomorrow? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there's gonna be some good it. fights on the uh, unified card tomorrow night. Um, some good fighters on there: Vlad, Clayton, Cody, and Bolter are some good fighters from down here, and they're gonna put on a great show for the fans. You guys, you know, watch it and you'll enjoy their fights. Trust me. And if you don't, you know what that is. Not real You're not a fan. real fight fan. Yeah, you got to be. The, you know, the hits just keep on coming, and you better be ready day or night. <laughs> you know what I mean? 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
watching fights from 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever it takes. Well, we're coming up on the 30th anniversary, right? The UFC, when we get the uh, Yair Volkanovski, we'll be talking about that here in a couple of weeks. So it's it's right there around the corner, boys. That's why it's very proper we get the number one contender produced um, out of this fight here. Because Volkanovski, do you guys think he retires? Uh, I mean, uh, at, not retired, but gives up the belt at 45, moves up, right? Probably. Uh, yeah. Nothing left to prove, right? So that's another mm-hmm. good discussion, too, that, yeah, we'll get to that. Of course, talking about the fight, but this far out, like, with Taporia coming in, like, is that one more fight that he wants? Volk's already got nothing left to prove, right, other than uh, put away Yair and put a stamp on, like, uh, yeah, I need to get that rematch with the, with the champ, you know, because Makachev, he gave, it's a bad style matchup, so that's what I'm thinking, like, I don't know, Taporia, Emmett, very bad style matchup. That's where I think Taporia dominates this weekend. You know what I mean? Yep. All right. Well, guys, time has caught up to us, as always. Awesome show. Obviously, Too we had some technical show. difficulties, but it's all freaking good. We'll get all the audio put together and, and upload it at uh, our platforms that we are on. So um, I'm starting to upload them again. And uh, now that I'm able to uh, download them, because for the longest time I wasn't able to download them, shit. So, uh, yeah, so we're back on Pandora, iHeart, Spotify, all the platforms, uh, Premier Streaming Network, we're on them uh, as well. So go check us out. If you uh, missed the live stream, you can hear the audio. So, uh, But thanks to everybody uh, that supports us. And David, you know what to do, man. Yes, sir. Another one in the books, boys. Episode number 177. Like Rob said, uh, for all our previous episodes, go wherever you get your podcasts or go ahead and search Shitting Ringside, Fightbook MMA. If you want all the latest combat sports news around the world, around the clock, go to fightbookmma.com. Hit us up on social media. Hit us up here in the chat. Check us out. Uh, another one in the books, boys, Thursday night. For myself, Dave Rodriguez, Rudy Lara, producer at hand, Mark Amby Miller up north. And Roberto via the boss. We are sitting ringside. Enjoy the fights this weekend. We out.